Well, that's right. It's Gersh Kunstman and Vince DiMaselli here of Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm Gersh, of course. He's Vince. We're recording live from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn. It's we, Amer- America's downtown, Gersh. We got a great show. Jennifer Saltzman is here. You know her from Salsy in Park Slope. That's the new venue where you can hear comedy, you can hear music, you can smoke weed, apparently. No, that's, I, no. that is not true, Jennifer. It's not legal that yet. That is not true. Just keep oh, there playing music. Yeah, it's Jimmy. Sure. We're gonna, we can get sued You're for gonna this. You're going to get me in trouble. Just keep playing it, Jimmy. Just, I love it. Face. Did you just turn that off at some point? All right, anyway, Jimmy, our producer, loves Connor Oberst almost as much as I do, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And that's why we heard a little ruminations there. That was a s- title track called ta- Tachycardia. Anyway. <laughs> it was not a title track at all. <laughs> we are so off topic right now. As I said, I'm Gersh Kunstman. What is Kunstman. going on? I'm Gersh Kunstman of the New York Daily News. Vince DiMaselli is the editor of the Brooklyn Paper. We I are am. recording live from America's downtown with Jennifer Saltzman. There. I said it. You got now, it. You got it out. Jennifer, we're going to talk all about your new venue in Park Slope. We're going to talk about comedy. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about marijuana. We're going to talk about it all. But we don't talk about anything until I turn to Vince and say, Vince, you're still a handsome man. Oh, thank you. What is going on with you? You you have this commute from the rock every day. I do. Something happens. You know what? It's the only time I'm ever out of the house or out of the office is this time that I drive between the rock, Staten Island, and here America's downtown. Okay, so what happened? Lots on of that? things happen. I'm always breaking stories. Always. That's you know I'm breaking stories we all always, the time. Jennifer, we always had a saying at the Brooklyn Paper when I worked here is you send Kunstman and DiMaselli out, they come back with three stories. Out for lunch. You come back with three stories. How do you say your last name? Me? Huh, no. DiMaselli? DiMaselli. Yeah, DiMaselli. Oh. Yeah, Kunstman you didn't have a problem with. I like that. Oh. <laughs> Not a problem. I'm trying to get Max to tweet that we're on the show. All right, tweet why don't now. you do the show instead of worrying about Max tweet tweeting? Tweet now. So here's what happened. I'm driving in today, yeah. and there's this SUV in front of me. We're doing like four miles an hour on the uh, just near the Guanas Canal. Oh, so there was no traffic. Yeah. And uh, we're going across, and I watch him in front of me, and he rolls down the window, and he takes this like the the biggest Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee cup that you can yeah, get. That's, I believe the that's a grande. I, th- I think it's a grande. I don't think they call it a grande. I think no. they call it an extra large at, at Dunkin' Donuts because they're normal. It's like a so, supersat. It's a supersat. Yeah, a supersat. So they take it and he th- it's filled with ice and he just heaves it out the car. He literally heaved it out the car window. He heaves it out the car and I just, I was so shocked by this because I didn't think that anyone did this anymore. I well, didn't not know since people the crying Indian ad. Exactly. It's all I can think of. It's like I had, a tear came down my face <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, I, I go like this. I literally put my hands up. Jimmy, can you get Jimmy, this? Jimmy, can you show him gesturing? I put my hands up like this. I'm like, what is going on? And I see him in the rearview mirror. He sees me do this. Yes. And he's like, and he's do- oh, Jimmy, let the record show Vince is gesturing with his hand. Now, he never gave me the <laughs> finger or anything, but he's got to know he's wrong. Wait, don't, don't give the finger on radio. That would be bad. We'd, he's got to. bleeped. Yeah, I don't want that. He, you, he's got to know he's wrong. I mean, who? Do- I didn't know people still throw garbage out the car. Well, Jennifer, Jennifer. I call it garbage, by the way. Jennifer, thank you for that. Jennifer, mm-hmm. you were complaining earlier that you're old, which you are not, obviously, in your f- early 40s. But you remember the crying Indian ad, right? Mm. Keep America Beautiful? So she's not old. That's, that's No. The, okay. So what, what it was was it was a public <laughs> service ad. Were you allowed to watch television as a child? I certainly was. You were? Did, was <laughs> did, the, did television take care of you as it did me? Uh, a little bit. Okay. But it was you don't a, remember the commercial. It, was pub- it made everyone cry. But I don't remember that commercial. It was a public service ad made by... I'm going to bring it up. Jimmy, see if you can get yeah, it. See if you can get that one. It was a public service ad in which someone throws garbage out of his moving vehicle on the highway and the camera pans up to Iron Eyes Cody who was uh, uh, an Italian American yeah but he was depicting a, a Native American and all you see is a tear rolling down his cheek now I, I interviewed Iron Eyes Cody before he died that tear was glycerin glycerin tears my friend Anyway, I never littered after that never no. in my life would I do that I was that. afraid to litter I thought Iron Eyes would come and I don't know, kill me. Well, he's, he's long gone. And what else did you see? Because I understand you had another disquieting incident on the roadway today. Oh, of course. I'm coming over the Verizon Road. This happened yesterday. I took the ferry, which oh, I don't like move. to do, but I will do it on occasion. Uh, if, if after work, I, I go out and get a couple pops and I got to get home safe. No question about it. You don't no, drink and drive. If no, you, no. If you can hear the sound of my voice, kids, don't drink and drive. No, no. I take, I take the ferry home. It's safe, right? So... I'm coming in on the ferry the other day, and I'm by the Statue of Liberty, and I look out, and there's crabbing boats. These are commercial crabbing boats Mm. in the harbor, crabbing. Let me tell you how interested Jennifer is in that. I like crab. Oh, there you go. You do like crab. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you like like locally sourced food? 
<laughs> I do like locally sourced. She's food. from Park Slope, for God's sake. Okay, so you like locally. So what if you went to your favorite restaurant in Park Slope, mm-hmm. and you said, "Hey, is this crab locally sourced?" Mm. And they said, "Why, yes, it is." Yeah. What would you say? How, how would, you would, you, how would you say? Give me two more, or would you say take mm. this away? Yeah. I w- I don't know much about crab. Like I don't know where you, where you're supposed to get it. Well, the waters. Well, let me ask you a question. If you knew the crab came out from right underneath the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty. No, I would not eat that crab. Okay, you're not eating that crab. No. This is a commercial crab. So now today I'm driving in. Today. Gravesend Bay. I'm driving over the Verizon Bridge. I look in Gravesend Bay. The same boat. The same guys are out there crabbing in the harbor. And so Vinny being... Now, I've been pushing this story for like two years. I'm like, somebody's got to do the crabbing in the harbor story. I want to know where these crabs... Who's eating these crabs... Are they ending up in my dog's food? Because if they're ending up in my dog's food, I don't want it there either. But they're out there and they're crabbing. Now, I've looked into it. You did. And it turns out if you're eating fish from the harbor or from the Hudson River, for instance, Mm. you know how many you can eat a month? How many? According to the state's Department of Health? How many? I'd say a month? A month. Well, I'm Gersh Kuntzman, so I'm going to eat. Fifteen crabs. You're dead. I'm dead. You're dead. You're just loaded with I don't know what's 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 at the bottom of the of the harbor. Dirt. All that stuff is in you now. Really, all that, that all of mercury it. and arsenic? one a month. One crab one, a month. No, no, no. One fish a month. You can eat one fish. Anything out of that water, you can eat one a month. <laughs> okay, good. I'll just make sure to keep it down so to one. You teach a man to fish in New York Harbor. He eats once. <laughs> that's, that's Jesus for you right there. Wow, okay. So this is this is how, how terrible I am. But it's all, it's all well and good, Gersh. Why? Because tonight is the CNG Christmas party. Oh, the Christmas party. In Bayside, Queens. Okay. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm going to a farewell party. I work at the Daily News, as you know. We've just laid off so many people that we're going to have a farewell party for like 15 of them. And there was one yesterday. How many were at that one? About ten were at that one. It's, wow. it's, it's Who's it's catering these parties? That's the the <laughs> business. Catering. We got to get into catering, you know, going away parties. <laughs> catering for the going away parties. I would rather get the money, right? I don't need a party. No, and it's, it's like a it's like a funeral there. Anyway, we got to get Jennifer Saltzman in here. Jennifer, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, can you put up a picture of Jennifer because she's smoking hot and she is a comedian. Now, a lot of women comedians they they want to be called comedian. I go comedian. Where, where were you on that? Yeah, I where don't you think they're. I don't think a woman comedian wants to be called a comedian, nor a woman comedian. We're all just comedians. Uh, what, about an, what about an... We're all just people, people. What about an actress? An actor? Actress oh. or actor. So you say actor. So you're in the actor camp. Yeah. All right. So it's not, we're not going to That's legit. It's just that I thought I'm Lucille Ball, they always said, oh, a comedian. And that was comedian. like... Lucille well, Ball. How, Lucille Ball is dead, isn't she? She, oh, was she, she lives on. No, she's been no dead. she lives on. She lives, <laughs> she lives on. on. I love Lucille Ball, but that was a very long time ago. It Times was. have changed. It was. That was ladies, ladies can be just called people now. That was crying Indian mm. time. Okay. Well, anyway, Jennifer, you are not just a comedian. Mm-hmm. And you are also an entrepreneur. Yep. In your own way. Tell us about Salsi. Well, Salzy is not only my nickname and my sister's nickname, oh. um, but yeah, it's uh, Salzy is the culmination of my life, all of my skills, talents, joys, and passions in one package. Well, what, what, what is it? Are you talking <laughs> about a venue? I can get a drink there. I oh, can, I thought what? you wanted to know about the the <laughs> philosophy behind it. No, you want to know what it is? Salzy is yeah, a. Let's just get the basic. It, it is radio. A craft, it is a craft cocktail bar uh, and performance venue in okay. Park Slope, okay. and we do live music, live comedy. Um, we have DJs. We're doing happy hour yoga. Jesus. Mm. So uh, every day there's something going on at Salzy. Pretty much. Give me the exact address. So cause yeah, where's it at? Jimmy, sh- Jimmy uh, put it on the map. 506 Fifth Avenue. We're between 12th and 13th Street. Well, that's very convenient for me because yes. I live in the WT, as you know. Nice. That's the Winds- Windsor Terrace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I called the used WT. You li- used to live even closer, Gersh. Yeah, I used to live on 13th Street, Jennifer, but it didn't work out, if you know what I mean. Uh, didn't work out. Okay. Didn't work out. All right. So the new venue is called Salsy. Now, yes. give me it. So when you do a comedy show, for example, you're mm-hmm. on stage, right? It's like it's basically you're you're the comedian. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I I did this so that I could have unlimited stage time for the rest of my life. Wow. What are you paying yourself? I I am broker than I've ever been wow. right now. Okay. But uh, yes, I do that on stage, and I'm sort of the resident MC. Nice. And. Uh, I'll do a set here and there if I have time to write some good jokes. Wow. Oh, speaking of good jokes, mm-hmm. what you were talking a little bit earlier about, um, you're, you're single. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with dating apps? 
That was my Seinfeldian oh setup. What is the deal with them? That's where we're going. The deal <laughs> with dating apps is that they help you get laid a lot. Not, not. Well, a hold on. It doesn't sound like you're that happy about that. Well, I yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it was fun for a while. I had to get a personal assistant for my freaking dating apps. Well, that sounds like it's working out well. It's well, a busy dating app. Yeah, but you know. Which one are you on? I'm on all of them. Oh, no, I'm oh. on Bumble. Oh, Bumble. And Happen. Happen. Never even heard of Happen. What's the what? What are the that, difference? What's the difference? Well, Bumble, the lady is in charge. Yes. Which I like because I'm bossy. And the uh, I don't. Yeah. And the other one has happened where you match with people that are near you. Ah. So you can see who's around you and if you like them, you can. So if you just, you, you see the picture, you're like, you're near me. So it's mm -hmm. proximity dating. Or they s it shows you if you were near them yesterday and how many times you've crossed paths with them. Really? Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, they know exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. How many of these people actually are in Salsy when you happen on them? I, well, I don't. I'm, I'm not like. I don't, I'm not on it while I'm working. Ah, I see. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Vince. I'm like, I'm standing at the bar. I'm just like bumbling, hoping, or happening, whatever. All no. Right. Well, the reason it comes up, I don't know. I know you heard the show last week, right, Jennifer? Yes. Yeah. And you were very intrigued by the, the we did a special edition show. Yeah. About my sex life, my romantic life, which is in a, in a little bit of a. Yeah. Uh, we brought in all the experts. We brought in all the experts. Ruth Brown. I just broke up with my girlfriend of two years. Max One, Yeager. Wonderful lady. Everybody on staff came in and told me what was what, what I what I had done wrong. And it was it was no. And I know you heard the show, so I'll throw it at you. What am I doing wrong? You're a man. Ah, there you go. Hey, that's it. Yeah, it's simple enough, Gersh. I don't know. I'm a handsome man. It's that's, always well. Handsome. It's basically what I've all been right, telling you. All right. Fair enough. I'm a man. And monogamy is. Just not a thing. Well, that who works. said I was looking for monogamy? Well, I don't know. You said you had a girlfriend. No, I did. Doesn't mean I was monogamous. Well, that's what. Well, that's what you did wrong, I guess. He. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gets it. Easy. She gets it either way. Uh, yep, you I lose. You're a man. Period. All right, it's it's all true. It's all true. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. What's it like to date a comedian? Is that like? Is that something a it's man awful. should aspire? Oh, it's bad. Why? It's awful. It's the worst thing ever. Why? Why? To why? date a comedian. Why? Because we're insane. Why do you think we get into comedy? It's like we comedians are all messed up. So in you're like head. just messed up. Yeah, it's like we didn't get enough attention as children. We're all narcissists. Uh, we need to be heard and seen and the loudest person in this, the room. This, this is the definition of Gersh Kutzman, by the way. Well, you yeah. Could, I mean, you could be president with that definition. Yeah, narcissism, really. Mm. But yeah, smart. Well, comedians are smarter than Trump. He's a dumb dumb. Well, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he could be a great comedian. He's a good marketer. Yeah, I guess so. He could. Maybe if he Donald Trump calls you and says, "Jennifer, I gotta play Salsy," you're gonna have him in. Hell no. No, you wouldn't. You really? wouldn't book Donald Trump. The thing that upsets me the most about Donald Trump. Here we go. No, no, no. Is that, like I used to love a good pussy grab. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. I used to love a good pussy grab, and now it's like not cool to want to get that grab anymore. Yeah, you Am don't want to say be that. Of course, not, you can I, say that. Yeah, the president says it, right? <laughs> so I can say it too. The president-elect. It's okay with Alec Baldwin. It's okay with me. Yeah. Is he your president? Are you doing the not your not my president thing? I'm with her all the way. I'm with her. Yeah, I know. That was that was three weeks ago. Where, oh. what, where are you now? I just I I don't know. I think it's I have no words. What's what's <laughs> comedian? What's Vince? Maybe. I mean, there's so many words. Gersh, as you know, I am all in on Trump. <laughs> I am all in, baby. Really? No, he's just. Oh God, Jennifer. If, what's a comedian? <laughs> I don't have to look that way. What's a comedian's <laughs> reaction, Jennifer, when you hear that Donald Trump has nominated an anti-environmentalist to head the EPA, an anti-labor uh, CEO to head the Department of Labor? I just hope that he's punking us all. I oh, just, you think it's a punk? Maybe it's all a big joke. Yeah. Maybe he is no, just, just deep down he, a comedian. Yeah, he, I think he thought he won like a Miss, Mr. America contest and he could just sit with a crown and wave at everybody. And now all hell's going to break loose. Well, that's why Vince is all in. I'm all in. I gotta, I gotta protect. I myself. guess. I guess you gotta accept it. I you guess. gotta accept. So, so as a comedian. Yes. How? I know, she <laughs> likes bringing it back to as comics, a comedian. But you don't know where I'm going. Oh. As a comedian and Park Slope resident, uh -huh. how are you gonna fight back against the 45th president, Donald Trump? Like, what's your what's your technique? Is it just gonna be humor, satire? It's. I mean, the humor. The thing is, the humor is endless. I mean, you saw on Saturday Night Live, like Donald Trump is. Tweeting, watching Saturday Night Live, sad. As opposed to like not creating a war between <laughs> Taiwan and China. I mean, I don't think he's tweeting about the right things. Well, he did today tweet. <laughs> he did today. But he adds to the humor, so you know. 
So wait, so you're gonna you, are you working on an act? Working on an act. I think every single comedian that exists has a Trump bit, and that's why I'm kind of sparing y'all from it. So maybe you go <laughs> counterintuitive. Maybe you go you do a, you do a Hillary act, like uh-huh. Hillary Hillary in in winter. You know, like that. She's just done. Just she's Hillary. done. She's not coming back. Yeah, I often think like I mean, as you can tell, I'm a little bit of a anti man. At least as far as, huh. well, you're dating. Well, I said there's something. I mean, I guess, I guess we didn't know that going in, <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> not, it's nice to know because Jimmy's a man and no, Vince is a handsome man. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm what I am. Not anti-man, but um, anti-men. Uh, so not anti-man, <laughs> but anti-men. Yeah. So individual men you can love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like, I'm straight and I like a you man. Like, you like a man, yeah. <laughs> but... Just you never had a menage a trois because in that case no, you'd, well, you'd, you'd have to like men in that case. No, well, there's other kinds of menage a trois, but there are. Good that's point. that's another story. But my point is, okay, is it though? Hillary Clinton, who I don't have to talk about all the wonderful things about her, and there's lots of things that are not so wonderful about her. But can you imagine if she behaved the way her husband did, like she was just screwing interns in the White House left and right, having affairs mm-hmm. during their entire marriage? I mean, she she. There's no way. She might have been doing it, but, like, sh- he's still revered and loved, and everybody forgives him. If she was, like, hoeing around like that, mm-mm. I just want women to have the same, to be able to be as creepy as dudes. Wow. That's all I want. That's quite an aspiration. Yeah. Well, good use of the word hoeing, though. It's a good verb there. <laughs> to, yeah. to hoe. Yes. I hoe. Uh-huh. Vince hoes. You hoe. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, yeah. do you hoe? Jimmy's not even listening. I mean, we're getting to the point we need a producer who listens to the show because he can immediately jump on the, the sound effects and give me maybe a little Connor Oberst. Is he you playing know? Candy Crush? I don't know what he's <laughs> doing in there. All right. He's got something going on. We got to get out. We got to get out. Jennifer, stick with it. You can stay for the next segment. Sure. Because we got yeah, to pay a couple of bills. And we Jennifer, did. the first ad is for you. Oh. You got some music there, Johnny? There oh, he is. See, he's, he's, he's on the ball. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I, if you're like me, you're looking for a quality dentist who provides care at affordable prices. Am mm-hmm. I right? Absolutely. Seriously, how much do you pay for something like Invisalign? You know which Invisalign? Is the, which that, that dent- braces? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the braces you can't see. I have no idea what you pay You'd for. You'd pay like $6,000 for that in Brooklyn Heights. Whoa. Dr. Lichter would give it to you for 4000 That's a savings of some amount. Dr. Lichter? Yeah. Yeah. Not Lichter. He's Lichter. Right. Dr. Lichter's got dentists and skilled hygienists. They do all of the stuff. Teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal, Invisalign, extractions, bridges, and more. Whitening? Of course they do the Zoom whitening system. I need that. Really? Let me see your teeth. Jimmy, can you show those teeth? The Zoom whitening system would cost you about $700 elsewhere. You mention my name to Lichter, you get it for $400. Oh, and wow. When that I was worth coming here today for okay, that. You better write when I down. went to Lichter last, he recommended the whitening for me, Gosh. Let me see your teeth. Oh, yeah. You, you, you need Notice it's a coffee. I know, because it, you, coffee. everybody wants to look like Joe Biden. Wow. Anyway, Jennifer, you call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878. You set up an appointment, and then you'll go down to his office at 1420 Avenue P in Midwood. It's P is in periodontal. And if you want to find him online, you just go to josephlichterdds.com. You got to awesome. do that. And once you have your teeth all ready to go... Best thing to do with your teeth? What do you like in it after to use your teeth for? Eating. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Atlas Steakhouse offers you a mm. unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak, and every cut is aged to tender perfection right there on site. Okay? Then you pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection or with one of those Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktails. Sure. While you're having that drink, you enjoy a succulent appetizer as their master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. How do you like a steak? Medium rare. Everybody, nice. everybody. That's the way to do What's it. What's your favorite like... cut, though? I like a filet. See? Oh! Right, you can look it's at me now. It's a match made that's in heaven, cool. except Vince, Vince oh. doesn't cheat on his wife. Yeah. No, no. So, succulent appetizers. <laughs> he lost his place. Succulent appetizers, cocktails, oh, desserts. Oh, each, desserts. Each now, dessert. After you eat your steak, you sit down, you enjoy that, you eat your steak, and then they're going to bring you the dessert tray. And you could try any one of those because each one is sweeter than the last. Depend, wow. Depending on what order you go in, though, you got you got to pick the right no, order. If you go, yeah, if you go left to right, each one's sweeter than the last. You go right to left, each one a little less sweet <laughs> than the one prior. Wow. Yeah. We've yeah. got it all worked out. They've got it all worked out at, at Atlas, Atlas Steakhouse, Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue, in up and coming. 
Ditmas Park. You can visit them online all the time at atlassteak.com. And the last thing I want to talk about, Jennifer, you were talking a little earlier about how you're feeling a little older. I don't mm-hmm. think you, you don't look a day over 30. Seriously. Thank you. But when you get to be about 55, 60, you're going to want to think about making your health care get personal with Village Care Max. Now that, I don't even know if, if you know what this is because you're so young. I know, and Vinny knows. It's a Medicaid-managed ha- care long-term plan. They work with your doctor so you can stay in your home as long as possible. Mm-hmm. A team of professionals comes in, and that's what they do. So you want to get more information? Call Village Care Max at 1-800-469-6292 or just visit them at villagecaremax.org. Village Care Max, Jennifer, you're going to love their slogan, live the life you want to live. Nice. Now, speaking about the life you want to live, (laughs) Vince mentioned cocktails. I did. Mm -hmm. Now, you said Salsy, which is on 5th Avenue between 12th and 13th in Park Slope. Yes. Is a craft cocktail bar first and foremost. Let me guess. That means you got those big chunks of ice. Yes, we do. I See? love that ice. You got to have the big chunks. The now, ice makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. I was all excited because I got a new uh, freezer and refrigerator for my house. And the ice that it makes, it's got the ice maker. Mm-hmm. The ice that it makes stinks. It's not <laughs> yeah, good ice. No, bad. Yeah. Where it do you get your ice, Jennifer? Oh, God. Now I've got to, uh, where do we get our ice? You have an ice craftsman? No, it's a machine. Does oh, no, we don't have the huge blocks. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm just talking about nice, nice ice. ice. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, it's, um, I forget what it's called. Does your ice man Auto cometh? or something. Huh? Does your ice man cometh? The ice man cometh every couple of weeks to fix the ice. Big chunk of ice. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're beautiful ice cubes. I love Oh, that when ice. I was a kid. I love that ice man. When I was a kid, we, <laughs> we used, my, my, my dad was a cop. And they used to play uh, softball. They had these softball leagues, you of course, know? yeah. We still well, play softball, Vince. No, the cops used to have these softball leagues. And back then, it was okay to drink in front of your children. Of course. And get loaded at softball games and then <laughs> drive home, especially if you were a cop. So, so what happened was they w- we would go before the game, and we would go to this uh, this ice. They had this, like, this you know, big ice ice <laughs> freezer, like, on the side of the road and where you could buy ice. And they would buy a giant block of ice. And that's how they would... Keep their beer cold. It was as gi- it, it was as big as his table. That's I, like I Little House on the Prairie days. It was crazy. I mean, I don't know. All I know is vanilla ice. Is the last time you and I Whoa. spoke about ice. Oh man, sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. That's good sound effects, Jimmy. Nice job. Vince does this thing, Jennifer, where he just starts telling stories about his old days growing up in Staten Island with his dad, the cop, yeah. getting drunk at South. And I never talk ever. One time, one time we were leaving, and we had to go to. <laughs> they wanted us to stop to get something to eat, and they took us to a strip joint. It was called, I think it was called, I forget what it was called. It was, at some point, it was called Ziggy's. But up front, they just had a kitchen where you could eat. But if oh, you so went in the back. It was it was food up front, business in the back. Exactly. You know I mean. <laughs> but, of course, we had to go to the bathroom. And to go to the bathroom, they got to take into the back. They walked me into the back with, with my eyes covered. Oh they my had God. to take me back with the eyes covered. All right, so I'm like, I just got to go to the bathroom. All right, oh. ladies and gentlemen, part three of Vince DiMasselli, Staten Island Memories. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. Oh, it was good. But good Jennifer, growing up. Jennifer, I asked you about the craft cocktails. Strictly yeah. just to find out, how are your cocktails? Are they good? They're fantastic. Yeah, give me an example of one of the recipes. Uh, God, I don't... I Do you don't, have a Brooklyn? I don't make them. Do you have a Brooklyn? A Brooklyn what? Well, like, a it's Manhattan. like a Manhattan. Oh, no, we don't. So get, we, name one of your cocktails. Name it. Oh, the Ballsy Salsy. Ballsy Salsy. Ooh. Okay. It's got so bourbon in it. I don't know what the... I don't know. I'm not, a mixo- I'm not the mixologist. But it's named right. after you, I imagine. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got bourbon in it. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's your favorite cocktail? I drink uh, gin martinis. Dirty. Oh, oh dirty see, martini. That's just like and my Does wife. that have a special name? Mm, it's called a gin martini dirty, I think. Yeah, how would you order that? I, a gin martini dirty. That's how you do it. Yeah. You wouldn't just say I'll See, have I would say, I said, give me a tangeray martini. I don't like tangeray. Just Hendrix. shut up. Just <laughs> shut up for a second. A tangeray martini on the rocks dirty. See, I would just call it, I wouldn't have called it a ballsy sauce. I like, I it, I like it on the rocks. Give me Jennifer's drink. Oh. Give me Jennifer's drink. Yeah, that one's named after me. I'm not sure why, because I didn't pick it. Well. <laughs> I don't. I like a ballsy sauce. What is it? Ru- it's bourbon and it's and bourbon and other delicious things, orange or grapefruit. You're really a hands a hands off owner. You don't even know what's in your drinks. Uh, I'm not. Well, I have a partner who is a yeah. mixologist that creates the, That's the drinks. Gush. You gotta, I, just, you gotta, I can't be on top of everything. That's right, Gersh. You got to hire the right people, That's and then true. you got to let them do their job. That's true. I and am you not. Know, yeah. Because you got to worry about writing the jokes. Exactly. See. And booking the talent and yep. paying the bills. Uh-huh. Okay. So that brings up that brings up my other question. Wait, I got. I wait. I got. I got to jump in here because Gersh never lets me talk because he thinks we're going to start talking about growing up on Staten Island or something like that. When Part I was, four. Part when four. When I was growing up on Staten Island, there were no. Uh, <laughs> 
comedy clubs. There was not a single comedy club in Park Slope. Are there any? Have there been? Do you know of any? What's like? Well, there's a lot of um, venues in Park Slope, and, and the, the reason I got into this is because as a, a comedian, as a stand-up, a lot of us will produce our own shows because mm-hmm. it gives you give yourself and others stage time and get yourself out there without having to audition for the comedy clubs, the real, you know, like nice. the good ones in the right, city. Right, right. So I was producing them all over the place because there's a lot of nice little spots that have a stage and a, a sound system. And I'm, I was just doing it for the love of comedy. And then I realized, like, wait a second, the venues are the ones making all the money. Mm-hmm. And I throw a damn good show, and I'm like, I got to get a venue. And that's why, like, the, I mean, I like drinking cocktails. I don't know how to make them. I've never bartended a day in my life. But I know how to hire people to do the right thing. Well, and I know how to drink. So the, the, you're, you're dovetailing with the Gersh Kunzman experience, if you, if you must know, Jennifer. Because yeah. as you know, I've produced two off-off-Broadway shows, had to get the venue myself, lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This is no way to live. Yeah. So maybe my next show, maybe I do it at Salsi. Well, I think that's a great idea. You know what my next show's about? No, I don't. It's, it's called The Earl. Mm-hmm. It's a musical about the Earl of Sandwich. Okay. And the invention of the sandwich. Oh. Do you know that there was another Earl of Sandwich? The, the guy you don't, he's been lost to history because his sandwich recipe simply wasn't as good. It's uh, all true in this year. What was it, baloney? Anyway, but I don't want to sing the number <laughs> right. It's a very funny very funny show, and we're going to talk about I hate it. a baloney sandwich. I, I don't like I don't a baloney like sandwich. sandwich. No, Jewish people don't eat baloney. Yeah. You know what happened? <laughs> what happened, Vince? What happened was when, part I, was five. A, when I was a kid, part my, five. my mother made me a baloney sandwich. And what happened, Vince? And when they sliced the baloney at the store, yeah. they hadn't peeled back the plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I'm eating the sandwich, I'm like chewing, and, and there's plastic in my mouth. And meanwhile, his mother's yelling, just eat it. Just yeah. eat it. Swallow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had The matter with you? Oh, gross. She's screaming at me. So did you swallow it? Brings back bad memories. Jimmy, you got a picture of that bologna? Because that really was disgusting. Yeah. I was there. No, I haven't had one since. All right. Last question I want to ask you about venues, Salsi. Mm-hmm. And we are talking to Jennifer Salsi. You're just tuning in. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Jennifer Salsman. She is the owner, co-owner, I guess, of Salsi on Fifth Avenue in Park Slope. Salsi's a new a new venue. Now, we got to get over there, Gersh. And we're going to get over you there. Gotta, you gotta, what, do you, what do you got going on on a Wednesday night? Um, I'm hosting the first uh, Stand Up with Salsi on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, really? We this Wednesday coming? This what time? What time is that on? For, uh, starts at 8. I am going to be okay. there. I'm going to be there. No, because yeah, what we've we got do, an amazing lineup. All right, we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. But, but what we do here is we mm. put out the paper on Wednesday night. So that's our late night. Ooh. And then afterwards, me and the gang. I and me. It, and, and me. S- and sometimes Kuntzman. Well, we now that I'm out, single, I mean, you we, know. Yeah, well, you get more t- as long as you're not playing hockey. We go out to, uh, we'll go out somewhere local and we'll, uh, you know, have a few drinks and usually have something to eat. Well, I have an idea for you. Okay, go. <laughs> Come to Salzy on Wednesday night for our very first Stand Up with Salzy, and I'm hosting. Uh, starts at 8, and we it, there's so many good people on it. Colin Quinn? You got Colin Quinn? No, but I have a guy, um, Doug Smith, who was just on Conan, actually. Uh, Emma Willman, she just did Colbert. Uh, I got me, and, you know, that's so wait, that's you, enough. Are you, you going to be master of ceremonies, or are you going to be... Yeah, I'm hosting. So I'm you're hosting. Do, you're so a little um, back and forth. Yeah. Do you prefer mistress of ceremonies? Uh, no. Okay. So I was <laughs> what I was building up to, Jennifer, uh-huh. is, as you know, in addition to producing off-off-Broadway shows that, uh-huh. are, that are always hits, Murder at the Food Cop, I know you saw it. <laughs> I also have another dream. Uh-huh. SUV the musical. No, but that was my other show. But listen, oh. my dream is dinner theater. That I want to open a dinner theater in Park Slope. Do you think I could pull that off? Uh, sh- yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. But you don't have food, though, do you? We we will have food. Am I will you have it Wednesday? <laughs> um, and will it be burgers? And how much are they? No, it's not going to be burgers. Will we have it Wednesday? Oh gosh, I'm not even sure. But we're gonna we're ta- you asked me if I like locally grown food. We have yes. crab. so what crab? You have crab. Crab? No, no, no. We don't have crab. <laughs> we have um, we will have my chef who works at the um, farmers market. Uh, Grand Army Plaza every weekend, and he's friends with all these dudes that have um, wild, not wild, but different meats, such as mm. ostrich. So oh. we have ostrich meatballs, which are amaze balls. That's funny mm-hmm. because because Vince has ostrich meatballs. No, <laughs> no. The funny thing about when I was growing up on Staten Island, <laughs> there, was this, there was this place in Annadale. 
uh, called Sweet Basil, and they had the fancy meats like that, and yeah. ostrich burgers and ostrich steaks was yeah. one of the things I had at Sweet it's Basil. Delicious. Up. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, so ostrich meatballs. We're gonna have bison hot dogs. So it's like. Uh, so you're talking about like kind of appetizers and kind of small snacks. plates. Small plates. Exactly. What do you call it? Small plates. Charcuterie. No. I don't like the idea Jeez. of. I don't like the idea of eating a hot dog. While some hot female comic is on stage, and I mean, here I am eating the hot dog. It's like, I, I don't know. It's going to make a lot of jokes or something. Uh, like I'm don't order the hot dog. Don't yeah, you don't, you don't have to have that, Gersh. You're right. Don't order We're going to have soup, salad, sandwiches. Hmm. Soup. Um, soup at a comedy club. Yeah, soup. Mm. Matzo ball soup? No. Oh, it's not going to be matzo ball soup. Uh-uh. All right. So where were you on my dinner theater idea? You think I should go for it? You should say, okay, quit my well, job at the Daily News. And yeah, you gotta you gotta give us a little more about the okay, dinner theater. Like, so what do you want to do? Well, Jennifer, you know I produce off off Broadway shows. <laughs> They're funny musicals: Murder at the Food Co-op, SUV the Musical, uh-huh. The Earl. Thank you for re- pr- repeating that for me because mm-hmm. I forgot. Jennifer, on my own press release. Okay, <laughs> someone's got to do it. You could do it too if you want. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, I got these shows. And I want to invite the outside community also because I, I produce at the Fringe Festival, so I know what those guys go through. We always lose money every year. Oh, big we work losers. our ass off. I want to create a venue where we can bring the show, the actors can do it, and I'm going to cook something maybe in the slow cooker. We'll have pulled pork. We'll have my, my awesome chicken cacciatore. I'll give you a plate of food as you come in. You have to, you hand them a plate no, of food. They, they, hand me the, they hand me the $40. <laughs> and for $40. Like a hot plate. Can you no. hang up your coat first or no? Yes, I will take your coat. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, can I take your coat? That'll be $40. Here's a plate of food. Go find your seat inside. Enjoy the show. And we'll also have a cocktail. Uh-huh. Not fancy like your cocktail. It's probably just like, you know, a couple of bottles you can you can help yourself. To. Down and dirty. Down like, and J- dirty. like J&B scotch. <laughs> yeah, or, or doers. And there's nothing wrong with doers, nothing. Jennifer. Totally good blend. No, what do you think? Is there? Is can this? My mom drinks doers. Well, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, give me your mom's number. But anyway, the point is, Jennifer, is it financially... Creatively, artistically feasible. Are you asking me? I just did. That was a question. I don't know yet. I should hope so. Forty dollars a plate plus drinks. No, no, no. I think I'll give you a drink with the forty. You get okay. Forty bucks. You walk in. Uh huh. You get a plate of food, a cocktail. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, I mean, you're not. I mean, I do. You want me to go through your accounting? Yeah, I do. But you got you got rent for the venue. Okay. How much is that, by the way? Well, about roundabout. I mean, it's a p- New York City, Brooklyn. Well, How like big is it? What's your rent? I ain't, t- I ain't saying my I rent. I love this. You can ask someone if they've ever had a menage a trois, but you can't ask them rent. Ooh, can't ask about the rent. Well, you know, this I, is I will answer any question. Jennifer, you have a question for me that you think is so taboo that you, do, you don't think I'll answer because I will answer. Go. Go. Uh, any The most taboo question you could think of. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to ask you. Have you $3, ever... $3,400. That's my rent. Give me another one. Have I ever... Won? I don't had care sex, about your rent. Had sex with an animal? Uh, yeah, sure. Have you Yeah. Have you ever made out with your sister? I never made out. I don't have a sister. Well, there you go. That was easy enough. That's not even taboo. Well, that would be taboo, but, I would, uh, but I would have answered the question. I, my my mind doesn't work in taboos. I mean, I had to really think of You're something. You're a comedian. What happened to your finger? What happened to my finger is I lost this. Now we're going to do a, a Vince Staten Island. Now we're going to do Westchester County. I lost my finger in a construction accident when I was six. I'm sorry. Anyway, so the rent the rent on your place is like $10,000 a month. Something like that. So I always wanted to ask that. I'm sorry. All these years, I never knew. So how am I going to make it happen? $10,000 a month. I got to do I got to do like six shows a week probably. You got to do shows every... I mean, you know, the numbers are pretty... You gotta bring in more money than you spend. Oh, no, I ch- never did that. Are you I charging? Never a, did that. Are you charging a cover at your place, or you just depends? Walking? No, it depends on the show, depends and also night. like other. If a band wants to charge a cover and they have a draw that will come and pay, then mm. they can do it. You Interesting. Know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You got one of those licenses for dancing? No. You know, we so. should do Vi- uh, Jennifer Vince and I have often talked about doing Brooklyn Paper live. So it'd be like Vinny and I would come up on stage and kind of go through the stories that are in the paper. It'd be like a, it'd be like going to see the news. Like rather New than York reading One the when they do like yeah, we'd be like a bunch of Pat Kiernans. Yeah, be, we'd all I be Pat Kiernans. Yeah, you like Pat like Kiernan? He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. We'd he's say, a friend of the paper. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was on the show. He says a boot. Yeah, yeah, he's Canadian, right? Yeah, he's got that going. All right, we gotta get out. Jennifer, stick around for one second though. <laughs> we got it. Can I get a little morning papers music? All right. Jimmy's right on top of things. There he is. Well, Jennifer, you don't know this because you've only listened to a couple of shows. 
This is the music we play when it's time to start talking about what's in the news. This is how we're going to audition our Brooklyn Paper live show for you. Let's do it. And show. I don't start this show without getting Max Yeager in here because Max Yeager's a, what we call a deputy editor. I'm going to get him in here. It's a it's a it's a. Oh, uh, Max Yeager is Gersh Cousin of Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm here with Vince Dimaselli and, of course, our guest Jennifer Salzman. What's up? Can Hi. you come? Can you come on in and talk to so, talk to us about some stories? Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks coming, coming in. Well, see, that's the thing about this show, Jennifer. You never know who we're going to bring in. You, you never, never know what's going to happen. No. He's going to sit right over there, so you're going to have to take your feet off that chair. Me? <laughs> here he comes. Oh, he's locked out. Oh man. Oh, he's Jimmy. locked out. Jimmy, let him in. This is craziness. I mean, we have got to get. Additional personnel. Here he is, Max Yeager, everybody. Max, say hi to Jennifer. Hi. Hi. How are you? Max Yeager is yeah, one of the there. greatest journalists in this town. And Max has was working on a big story. He was in the well, thank you. Max was working on a big story. Max, the biggest story of the week, if you ask me, uh-huh. is the closing of Book Court on right. Court Street. Max, give it to me straight. How did this happen? Well, Gersh, as you know, I did not edit that story, nor did I write it. <laughs> Uh, but what do you? How do you, th- how do you think? Yeah. If you if you've had one conversation with me about the gentrification in Brooklyn and owning a business and owning a building and uh, doing like, <laughs> how do you think it happened? I think that some people who are running a successful business decided that they wanted to uh, take it easy and they felt that they could capitalize off of a building that they owned and had a lot of equity in. Uh, and sold it. So it's a real estate deal. It's a real estate deal. It's not a creative. It's not like Salzy. It's not like Jennifer opened up Salzy as a creative move. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like the opposite. This is well, like Jennifer sold Salzy. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who closes a business as a creative move. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. What I meant is no. I had a very long Twitter flame out with New York Times reporter Eli Rosenberg, former Brooklyn paper yes. reporter. Yes. 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 Uh, right. Uh, because it, I, I pointed out to him logically that this is just a real estate deal. Everyone's like, "Oh, how could they close?" They're not thinking that. They're thinking ka-ching. They, yeah, they don't have an imperative to keep a bookstore open f- for the good of the neighborhood. Well, first of all, let's people. for the record, it was for the, it was good for the neighborhood. Sure. So, you know, no, and, and I'm not I'm not denying. I saw no, Jonathan I learned, Lethem there a couple listen, years ago. I learned about this years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I was on growing up, I was growing up on Staten Island. Part eight, and my friend Frankie. Owned the building in, in Bay Ridge on like Third Avenue in Bay Ridge, and he ran a uh, he ran a hardware store that very well might have been the hardware store from uh, Saturday Night Fever for all for all I know. Wow. Right? I need some paint. I don't think it was, but okay. So, so he, he runs ran, the hardware. Yeah, he runs store. the hardware store, and then one day he's doing the numbers. He's looking at the numbers. <laughs> you got to bring in more than you than you spend. Yeah, right? you said something like that. Yeah. And he says, you know what? I could rent this place for more money than I'm I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. So wow. and I don't have to do the work. I don't have to sit here and shake paint cans. So that the paint mixes, so that when the old lady brings it home, she could paint the wall. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something to be said for doing the Lord's work, and helping people with their paint is one of those things. Am I right? <laughs> I'm not doubting that, but guess what? Frankie didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and then they put in some real estate office in yeah, there and ruined the neighborhood. Yeah, he rented it out to a Chase Manhattan bank. There oh, great. More banks and more real estate offices. So, so Max, you know Court Street, and Salsie's here. Jennifer, mm-hmm. you know Court Street because you're probably looking for venues. What's going to go in, let's be honest, to that book court. I mean, it's not going to be another bookstore. Bank. They're going to rent to the highest bidder. Fashion. Fashion, you think? Bank. Salty thinks bank. Bet. What do you think, Vince? Walgreens. No, there's a, there's a, no, there's like a. Right aid. Right. There's a right aid right across the Doesn't street. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Really? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Okay, Walgreens. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking performance venue for Gersh Kunstman's dinner theater. What do you think? <laughs> Any chance? I think it works on do, Court Street. I bet the rent's need an pretty executive chef? high. I need an executive chef. Wait, who are you who are you trying to get me to hire? I'll hire anybody you got. Maybe I'll work the line. All right, <laughs> let me ask you another question, Max. And this came up with Salzy before. I asked her what rent she's paying on her on her venue, and she wouldn't answer. So uh-huh. I said, okay, what is the most taboo question? Because in New York, oh, what rent are you paying is the taboo question. I so I submitted, ask me any question you want. I don't care how taboo it is, I'll answer it. Go. So you want me to just ask you do any it. question? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Um. You're really putting me on the yeah, spot. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. Well, I have a lot of ideas. Yeah, go I mean. for it. Throw it out there. Uh, so, how how many uh, how many ladies have you bedded since you're since you're back on the market, Gersh? You mean just in the last two weeks? Yes. I have not bedded anybody. I mean, okay. come on, that's not fair. No, Jennifer, I know you it's hard to question. believe. I know it's hard to believe. Looking at me, I thought you were going to ask me how many women have I bedded since my divorce, and I got to tell you, I am. You can in answer du- that too. I am in double digits. 
which is stunning for me. Jennifer, you know, when I was a younger man, the numbers were low. Very low. But no, that's not a fair question because okay. two weeks, I've only been single for two weeks. That's and I would never do that. I don't, I, 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 it's not like I had someone in the, in the, in the background. Waiting in the wings. Nobody yes. waiting in the yeah, wings. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean that as a gotcha question. It was literally. It was a gotcha question, but I answered it. You told me any question. And I answered it. Right, you did. All right, your point is made. You made your point. I remember. Now, Vince, your last chance. Any taboo question, go for it. I already asked you about your finger. Yeah, that's not taboo. I know how much money you make. Yeah, I would certainly answer that. I know all that stuff. Um, which of your two children do you love more? Ooh, that's good. Oh, obviously the first one. Everybody knows that. There you go. I mean, and I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit there and say, oh, uh, you love your children. They're different kids. They're different kids. Like, Max, I go into your newsroom, and I love you. You know that. I don't love all the reporters out there. It, it, they're hard to love. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do they know that you don't love them all the same? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm out there. No, no, no. Your children. Oh, my course. children? <laughs> uh, look, my my el- my oldest, my daughter is 15. So I, she's been around longer. So she's grown on me. I'm, I'm not saying in three or four years. I mean, Ben, he's a, he's a superstar. You know Ben. Yeah. Oh, I know Ben. He's a good kid. I'm taking Ben to see Star Wars on Monday. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. They're all excited about that movie. All right. So, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I heard they're not going to do the scroll at the beginning. Oh. <gasps> No Is that scroll. really true? Is that true? That's what I heard. Where'd you hear that? I heard it from a Star Wars aficionado. To me, if you don't do the scroll, it's not a Star Wars movie. Because it's not a Star Wars movie. Oh, you're one of those guys. Is that a loophole they've created? They've created that loophole. Oh, it's freestanding. They built it. Yep. It's a Star Wars story. And when it's over, the canon. When it's over so everybody dies. No, it's in the canon. So, Jennifer, are you, are you a Star Wars geek, Jennifer? No. Not at all? No. Nope. Star Trek, then? Neither. Neither. neither Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> no. I'm not a science fiction Wait, so you get up on stage, you're a comedian, you yeah. get up on stage and you don't do a Scotty impersonation? I can't do it, Captain! You're the only comedian in America who doesn't do a Scotty impersonation. I guess I should start. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's, 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 it's comedy gold. <laughs> no, no, don't. Stay away from it. Okay. Wow, she's the only comedian <laughs> Can you do, do a Twiggy? Can I do a Twiggy? <laughs> you have a Twiggy? I can't. Twiggy I never heard her talk. Battlestar Galactica. No, I, don't, I never heard her talk. Anyway, we got to get out. We got to get out. We brought in Max. We brought in Max for a reason. Max. What's shaking, yes, Buck? Book court. Book court is closed. All right, that's over. Let's no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. And all across, it really, America, because it was on the Times website, it was on the Daily News website, everybody's talking about book court closing. Is there some sort of larger conclusion we can draw from the closing of book court? Print is dead. Print is dead. No. That's your thing. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. People don't read anymore. No, well, that's people, not people it. Get, people get their books from all sorts of places. I mean, co- commerce is changing. I think it's, this no. is another sign. No, you're oh, so you're like the you're like the commissioner de- of the Department of Commerce. You're like that Wilbur Ross guy. Is that what you're doing right now? You're auditioning to be Trump's cabinet secretary. No. Commerce is no. changing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, drain no. the swamp. I'm Max. just saying. I'm just saying. People buy things. People can buy things from different places. You right, can so buy what's something d- on Vinny your keeps saying no. The takeaway. No, no. What is it? The takeaway is, as you always know, Gers, the only constant in life is change. The only constant in New York life is in change. New York life is change, and that's that. You know, you want that. You know, candy store that you used to go to as a kid to stay open for the rest of your life. Part nine. You know, when you were growing up on Staten Island. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. John and Evelyn's Deli in Annadale no longer exists. It will never exist again. Is that really true? Or you're just making that up? That's 100% true. Well, the only and constant... Neither, and neither does the In-N-Out shop. The only constant in, in uh, New York life has changed. Jennifer, let's go with that theme for a second. Mm-hmm. Only constant in New York life has changed. You got a big change these last couple of weeks. You opened a venue on Fifth Avenue. How mm-hmm. long is it, How long are you going to be there? At least eight years. Oh, you got an eight-year lease? Mm-hmm. Nice work. Oh. Thank you. No, that's good. Did you do that or did you hire somebody to do that? I took over a, an existing lease. There was a bar there before. Which place ah. was it again? It used to be called so the Fifth Estate. I'm sorry, go. No, I don't. The Fifth Estate is what it used to be. Oh, the oh, Fifth, fifth estate. estate. That's where we used yeah, to hang we? out. We're no. the Fourth Estate. We're the Fourth Estate. Okay. I don't think you guys hung out at the Fifth Estate. Oh, you don't know. Um, Let me tell you something. We're always looking for some place that's open late. We probably wandered into the Fifth. Why is it a gay bar? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Because no. we go to gay bars. It was just. And I'll tell you, when we go to when we go to gay bars, when we go to gay bars, Vince is like this magnet. He's like a gay icon. He's like Liberace. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish my brother George was here. You know, you look a little like Liberace. Really? <laughs> no, in a good way. Is not it, the is bad. All the gold I'm wearing, the diamonds. The what is it? The lame. No, okay. you're a good-looking man. No, let's be honest, <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer, you are a great judge of male uh, male attractiveness. Are you not? N- not at all. Uh, okay. All right. Well, then there we go. <laughs> I was going to ask you to assess Vince's virility, which uh, I always do on the show. Oh, he's handsome. There I you thought, go. There I thought you, you meant like my personal. Oh, thank you. Like. You ready for this, Jennifer? We had a lesbian on the show a couple of weeks ago, and she thought Vince was hot. She did. 
And I was able to say, well, there you go, Vince. All the people in the room think you're hot and nobody wants to have sex with you. Because it was me and the lesbian. It was true. I was watching a, a Michael Clayton last night. Oh, good movie. With uh, Clooney? Yeah, Clooney. And I'm looking at him. I'm going, yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> you were close to close to yeah. what? I'm, clo- I'm Clooney. Close to the movie screen. Where were you? I'm Clooney esque. There, cl- there is no doubt. There is some doubt. No. no, one time <laughs> you're a man. One time, salt and pepper hair. <laughs> one time, Ralph D'Onofrio said to me, he's the ad sales guy here. He says to me, uh, head to head sales guy. He's like, you know, you look a little like Clooney. And I says, Ralph, you're an ad sales guy. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right, we got to get out of this scintillating discussion about book court. Book court. Rest in peace. Rest yeah, in peace. play that music, Jimmy. Wait, which one? The rest in peace music. You got the rest in peace music? Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't know what no, we're talking no. about. Okay, next topic of discussion. Can we get the in the papers music one more time, Let's just to remind it. people what we're doing here? Because we are talking about the papers. In the papers, the stuff that's happening now. I read the morning paper. That was just to get us. That was just to get the mood back in the room. Jennifer, look how up we are right now. Okay, Max. There was another. <laughs> There was another, to, to use a Donald Trumpism, huge story in the paper this week. And that was your story. You can't deny this one. About China? No, about, well, sort of. <laughs> about the New York City Board of, Elo- Board of Education yes. seeking out spaces in New York's Chinatown, that would be in Sunset Park, Correct. to build a new school. Now, what are they doing? They're literally calling up landowners saying, hey, do you yeah. want to sell? Yeah, yeah, the weirdest yeah. thing ever. So somebody from, some Mitch and Murray from high up in the DOE. Oh. Was, was instructed. Way, that's a reference to Glengarry Glen Ross. In, instructed them to start cold calling uh, property owners in Sunset Park, trying to find suitable locations to build schools. Because the this has been a problem for the Department of Education for as long as I've been covering the Department of Education, which is finding a place to build schools. Schools okay. are overcrowded. They have the money to build them, but they have you know specific requirements for where they can do this, and mm-hmm. they can't find places in, in the 15th school district, which is. From kind of Atlantic Avenue, maybe a little south of Atlantic Avenue, down to Bay Ridge. So that district, just for the record, includes Salsey, which is on yes. Fifth Avenue. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just yes. want to get a little plug in there for Salsey. Thanks, man. Okay. So, what are the other methods that they would normally use to find locations for schools? They rely pretty heavily on the community boards and like uh-huh. local civic leaders and stuff to point them in the right direction. And that's actually apparently where they're getting most of their good leads. Yeah, but those, that could be cor- the proverbial Glengarry leads. Yes, the Glengarry leads. Yeah, but that yeah. could be corrupt too because say you're a community board member and you've got a friend who owns a piece of land and you're like, oh, I'll tell my friend and, you know, and my friend will tell your friend and next thing you know, you got a big price. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know I don't know what the, uh, what the city's I, I don't know how they determine what a, is a fair price for this property, to be honest. Uh, so so you asked Salsi on that one because so she's like, paying rent. So could knows. could someone be colluding yeah. with someone on the community yeah. board to inflate the price of land? Maybe. That's Maybe. that's an interesting question. That's a good journalism word there. Maybe could be happening. Could be happening. Could totally be happening. You never know. You never know. You can look into it. I'm well, saying I'm saying I can't well, say if we for find sure that, that it is out. happening. People if, are saying. People if we are saying. find that out, do you know what I'm doing? I'm going downtown. I'm going to Mitchamari. I am going to Lampkin. Oh, you're not going to Lampkin. I will. You're not going to Lampkin. All right, we got to get out. Bottom line is, why should I be concerned about this cold calling? Why should I be concerned? It's an indication that the city is having a lot of trouble finding places to build schools. And if I was going to start raising some kids in New York or in Brooklyn, um, I would be wary of buying a house in that district if I was very concerned about schools. If that was the main reason I was going to buy a house in Park Slope. But Jennifer, Jennifer, you you're gonna raise kids in, in Brooklyn? Hell no. You're not raising. No, you're no. you're off kids. You're done with no kids. No kids. Huh? You, you yeah. have kids? No kids. None to be had. Wow. No mm-hmm. kids. Why why'd you make that decision? By the way. Um, because I had a shitty childhood and I wouldn't want anyone to have to be a kid. But maybe you could. Maybe <sighs> you no, could it's ter- do it's better. Tough. It's tough. No, but maybe you could do a better job than was done with you. you. Ready? <sighs> I had my kid. Yeah. This was not years ago. This is now. Uh-huh. And he, he was he was very upset last night because we were doing the church play, you mm-hmm. know, the Christmas pageant. Uh-huh. And he's going to be the narrator. The narrator. you got to sit there and read. I mean, That's it's nice. pretty simple. Town no, he's not singing, Gersh. He's narrating. Yeah. He's like the Morgan Freeman. Of yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's got that voice, too. And he loves, and he loves, uh, Shuck, he loves Shawshank. Well, he's got to have a tongue. Does he have a lot of lines? He loves it. So, all he's doing is is narrating the thing. But last night he has this breakdown because he doesn't. All of a sudden he doesn't want to do it. He's getting cold feet. Uh, well, he doesn't want to get up in front of these people. Yeah, and he's he's upset and he's crying. So uh, we had to like it's as I come home from work and I had to go upstairs and I had to work with them, get him through this thing. 
Not easy. Not easy. Tough life, the kid. Tough life. You still going to sing, Gersh, or are we going to do a commercial? This is the commercial music now. Yeah, is that it? Atlas Steakhouse. Sleep in heaven. is conducting himself right now. You can tell that these are vocal mics for singers. That's pretty more good, than, right? Yeah. All right. I noticed that. <laughs> we got to get out. You're saying the mic was was really helping him out. Yeah. We got we to gotta get out. I got to say, that was the best silent night I ever did. And I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. And I, I barely even know the words. I think I said... The tender and wild instead of tender and bright. I don't know. It rhymed. No. Anyway, Jennifer, you know the words to you know the words to the Lord's prayer. No. Oh, no, of course not. The Lord's prayer. Oh, I used, to, say, I used to be able to say it in Latin. The, oh, it's the Our Father. All right. It's not Jewish. We got to get out. Last question on the morning paper segment, and that is to Vince. Believe it or not. Vince, oh, really? What are we talking about? Vince, you guys posted a story earlier this morning. Yeah. And I was sitting at the Daily News, just looking, trolling the internet for stories. That's what I do, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And Vince's lead story today was MTA, which is the subway system, claims it does not report anti-Semitic or anti-black or whatever graffiti to the police as a hate crime or any other crime unless it is of a permanent or a, a expensive to fix nature. Yeah. Now, you posted that story and what happened? The All the hell broke loose. Well, the report we got, which was true from the information we had gathered, was that the MTA will not make a uh, call to the police unless they can't erase the said uh, racist or... Uh, Is that for any kind of graffiti or any, just racist graffiti? Racist graffiti. Well, if there's racist graffiti and it's considered like a hate crime, mm. they, you know, they're obligated to report it to the New York City Police Department. All right. So if I, put up, if I put up a huge swastika... In the swastika is the big one. Yeah, but if I put up a swastika but it's in pencil... Because I, like right. well, yeah. I thought I'd make a mistake, Jennifer, because that's not an easy thing to draw. <laughs> no, it's like sticker. when you do the crossword puzzle. But then you could erase it yourself. You know, quick. Seriously, you Jennifer, the last time you had to draw a swastika, admit you looked it up on Google Images. You kind of Because the, the angle of it. The angle of it. I don't think I've drawn a swastika. Okay, well, anyway, that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, if I draw a swastika and I draw it in pencil... What's going to happen to me, Vince? They're just going to erase it. They're just going to erase it. They're going to erase it, yes. Now... I was told, though, subsequently, we got a call, because the story goes online, and we got this, from, once it we goes got this online, from a key insider at the MTA. I'm not going to name names because I'm a nice guy. Well, it was also off the record. No, it was not off the record. All right. It was not off the record. It was for not, not for attribution. Okay. So I will not attribute. But I will say that we got this information, and they basically said, look, here's what happens. If we can't erase it, we have to take pictures of it, and we report it. So we put this story online. And the MTA started, the phone was ringing. Ringing. It's ringing off the hook. You know that expression, off the hook? Yeah. Okay, so that's what's happening. Just imagine that in my office. All I'm trying to do is go through my email. So they're calling me up and they're like, oh, you got the story wrong. We always, we always report it no matter what. And we will go out there and we will take a picture of it. We will uh, make, a, uh, make a report for us. Not a report for ourselves, but we will document it. And then call the police yeah, and, and, and make the report. Vince's bullshit alarm starts going off. So I asked the one tough question. What, says, what's okay. the one tough question in that situation? I says, all right, so just provide me with some of those reports. Yeah. Provide me with some of that documentation. Give me the list. And uh, I'll, I'll, take my, I'll, I'll change the story. And uh, they were not able to do that at this mm. time. Although well, you, did, you did issue a little bit of a rollback. We call that in the no, business I said, rollback. No, I said that in response to our story, the MTA was saying that, uh, in fact, they do report everything. Yeah, but you don't believe them. We called it. We called it a, a backtrack. I believe we. No, I call. It. It, I call it a rowback. Mm -hmm. No, it's a backtrack because it's the MTA. It's the subway backtrack. I know Second Avenue subway back on track. Second back Avenue subway derailed. We've run that headline a million track. times. All right, we got to get out. Jennifer. Yes. When was the last time you saw racist or hateful graffiti on the subway? Go. Never. Never. You never no. saw racist graffiti on the subway. No. Where'd you grow? Do you ride the subway? Yeah. Did you grow up on Staten Island? Which grew up? No, <laughs> Rochester. Hold on a second. Hold on. Oh, a second. Rochester. You honestly sitting here right now. I know you're a comedian, but you're honestly sitting here saying you've never seen racist or sexist or or or, or whatever graffiti on the subway. I mean, not not nothing that is memorable. No, no. probably. Maybe no. I'm so used to it, I don't even. See I always it. see someone. Someone will draw a penis on someone's face. But that's not racist. No, yeah, but it's but something you would cover up. I though. see a lot of penises. Fine, you do see a lot of penises. Yeah. I see dead penises, penises are out there. They're All out there. The everywhere you, I everywhere see, you I look, I see dead penises. I gotta, oh, gotta get out. Wait, I gotta show this. I was in a bar the other night. What uh, bar? Desmond's. Oh, I like uh, Desmond's. Desmond's, twenty eighth and Park. Twenty yeah. eighth and Park. I'm in there, and somebody That's wrote like a dirty old man spot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm forty five. <laughs> so, 
when you uh, when you go in, I go into the bathroom. I'm walking. So out you're of the old, but you're not dirty. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I didn't really get that. Okay, no. go ahead. So <laughs> I c- I'm walking out of the bathroom, and it says above the it says above it says above the bathroom door, like F Trump. Really, F is Trump. It, yeah, is that a hate crime? It's, no, because it's it's just a typo. It's really no, D Trump. No, that's just D-Trump. Trump. <laughs> it's really <D-Trump. laughs> it's just a typo. <laughs> All right, we got to get out. <laughs> I like the story. Jennifer. We gotta yeah. Do we I got to just do a commercial, and then, Jennifer, you'll stick for the last two seconds? Yes, sir. All right. I want to ask you the same question I asked you before, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Have you ever gone to a dentist who was affordable? Um, they're never affordable. No, wrong. <laughs> Dr. Joseph Lichter, DDS, of Midwood, 1420 Avenue P, is the only... He's like the fifth dentist, the guy who... Doesn't recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. He is the he's the anomaly. He's maybe got, he's the guy that doesn't maybe. recommend it. He's got the state-of-the-art dentistry at reasonable prices. I'm talking about Invisalign. Oh. Usually six thousand dollars. He'll give it to you for four. Porcelain veneers, usually a thousand dollars. Lichter, six seventy-five. And that Zoom teeth whitening thing that you said you needed? Yeah. Only three ninety-five if you mention Gersh Kunstman. Oh man. It's really three ninety-five if you don't mention Gersh Kunstman. Anyway, call Lichter's office today, 718-339-7878. You set up an appointment, and then he'll tell you where to go. 1420 Avenue P in Midwood, or you can visit him online at josephlichterdds.com. Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts aged on site for perfect texture and taste. Atlas Steakhouse has an extensive list of vintage wines. It has expertly mixed classic and signature cocktails. Not as good as Salsi. Signature appetizers guaranteed to stimulate your palate. Atlas Steakhouse. And only your palate, by the way. Your choice cut steak crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you. Delightful desserts each. What? Sweeter than the last. She remembered. Atlas Steakhouse is a completely unique dining experience. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue in beautiful up-and-coming Ditmas Park. Find them online at atlassteak.com. Now, you have a steak like that. Eventually, you're going to get old. Because we all are aging. Jennifer started the show because she came in here. We were in the green room and she said, oh my God, I'm getting old. You're not old. You look great. You're not old. But Mm -hmm. someday you're going to get old. And then that's when you're going to want to see what's possible when healthcare gets personal. Mm. And I'm talking about Village Care Max. It's a Medicaid managed long-term plan that helps you stay at your own home and in your community for as long as possible. Now, eventually you're going to die. So it's not possible at that point. But up until that point, Village Care Max consists of a team of healthcare professionals that will work with your doctor, helping you to set up your health appointments, organize your medical care, monitor your medications, which is tough for these old people. Can I throw my parents in there? Please. Yeah. And the best part is you're you doing them a favor. You don't even yeah. pay for it because it's part of your Medicare. So here's what you want to do. Call Village Care Max, 800-469-6292, or visit them online at villagecaremax.org. And the reason for that is their slogan village care max for the life you want to live and and in, in your mom's case she i didn't s- i didn't mean throw she could, she could have a scotch she could sit back have a doers doers on the rocks live in the life she wants to live and a splash listen, that's her drink listen jennifer there is nothing wrong with doers it's a completely legitimate blend all right we got to get out <laughs> we got to get out jennifer last chance uh-huh. this is what we do you've just opened salzy which is on fifth avenue between 12th and 13th we're yep. going wednesday night max yes. wednesday night max. Wednesday night. stand up with salzy comedy yeah. showcase you can get us a, a, a ballsy salzy drink mm-hmm. you can listen to salzy in salzy <laughs> and then after the show jennifer you'll probably sit with us and have a drink with us yes i told you i'm a narcissist right, right everything exactly. is named well, we're not going to talk about you we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about me this time okay anyway but last thing, last things first. We always let our guests mm-hmm. plug anything else. You got anything else you want to plug? Oh God! Well, we have live entertainment at Salzy every night, pretty much. I think we have uh, some bands playing this weekend. Jesus! I don't have the I don't have the list, but if you look, go to our website, uh, www.salzybar.com. Salzy bar. Salzy bar. Salzy bar. Is that with a T? No. No, that would be salty bar. That would be salty or salty. I am S A L Z Y. All right, so salty. Salty bar. All right, salty. We're gonna go to saltybar.com. We're gonna check out the venue. Check out the venue. You could look at the cocktail menu, so I I won't misspeak when I tell you what's in all of the cocktails. Well, salty. The sound of that music means only one thing. One, well, it means a couple things. One, it means great to have you on the show. Thank you for coming down in studio. Thank you for having me. This okay. was lovely. And then I got to thank my other guest, Ben. Uh, sorry, Ben. Max Yeager. You don't even like Ben. <laughs> Max Yeager, one of the great reporters and editors in this city. 
Obviously our producer Jimmy, and for Vince DiMaselli, who's a handsome man from Staten Island, I'm Gersh Kunzman of the New York Daily News. This has been Brooklyn Paper Radio Live from downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. Vince, good night. Enjoy your holiday party. Keep America beautiful, everybody. <laughs>